As far as South Philly basements go, and I've been in a lot. This was not bad. Not bad. It doesn't, can't smell any mold. <laughs> you know, I was looking at, your floors upstairs are pretty good. There's a slope. There's there a slope here. Oh, yeah, you gotta tells. tell your buddy. Yeah. No, he knows. He knows? Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, yeah. That's I always slept tough. in the room on the far end when I first moved in here, and it would just like roll <laughs> while I was sleeping, just into the wall. <laughs> Comfy. Yeah. It was, it was pretty comfortable. I mean, it's kind of like you're, like, uh, you're being cradled, you know what I mean? By a, by a sideways house. You're yeah. falling into it. Um, but yeah, dude, I think we're uh, you're probably good to be good to get started. Sure, man. All right, guys. Talk about quantum physics. Yes. Uh, so, ladies and gents, welcome back to Articulate with uh, Steve McJust. Today, we have a book set up on yes. on studio here for us, and uh, we've got one Mr. Uh, Al. Your last name, I don't want to butcher it. Albin. Albin Gemma. Albin Gemma, right. Yes. Yeah. It's I shouldn't get it by now, but fine. it's yeah. I just call you Big Al. It's strange. Big Al's I like big that. jokes. Yes. So it's, uh, it's a solid Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. I post once every six months yeah. about something. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing relevant, but it's yeah. just about something in general. Um, but I was excited for this one because it's so rare. It's so rare when you ask somebody to come on a podcast. And they have just such a definite, like, idea of what they want to yes. do and what they want to talk about, like, having a topic. I was like, yeah, do you have a, a topic in your mind? You're like, quantum physics. I'm like, all right, like, as a bit? Or, like, <laughs> especially with comics, like, it's so hard to tell. Like, we can just fuck around about quantum, quantum physics. And you're like, nah, dude, I've read books on it and shit. And I'm like, yeah. let's go. I've read these two books. Right. And then some articles online. Okay. Um, this one, okay, so first off, this one trippier than this one. Okay. Which is not what you would expect. This one is just about, like, mostly the history so of So, for the listeners, physics. the people listening, the, this one that's not as trippy is... It's called What, what is, is Real, Real by Adam Becker. Yes. Okay. And the, then the really... The unfinished the, quest for meaning of quantum, quantum physics. Quantum physics, yes. Yeah. Is it... Could there even be meaning? That's one of the biggest things. So, it's like, the thing is, for most physicists, they're like... Don't think about it. It's like the math works, yeah, and the stuff we use to make the math works, yeah. So don't think about the implications behind what the math is saying, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like you're just it's considered like a fool's errand. It's like you're just like trying to figure out something that's not yeah. attainable. Basically. Well, there's like so there's like science and there's right. like philosophy of science, right? And this book is more of a science book that talks about the implications. So the one on the right, quantum, yeah, quantum reality, reality beyond, beyond the new physics by Nick Herbert. Okay. Shout out, shout out uh, to that. <laughs> Use Articulate at the checkout on Amazon and get zero percent off both of these books. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's yeah. The, so how, wh- what made you want to get into to reading about quantum physics so, in the first place? What? So actually, what you were talking about? Do you have about, any like official background in like? No, I studied uh, archaeology and anthropology <laughs> at the Penn State University. Okay, at the Penn State which University. Which really convinced me that this whole agriculture thing was a mistake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the the nomads had it down. They yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. They had pretty complex societies, bro. Like, yeah. So uh, I think our oldest evidence for, like, in Africa, like, 300,000 years ago, there was, like, trade routes that were running from, like, the south of Africa all the way up to the north of Africa. That's crazy. So they just found, okay, so they just found this old-ass pygmy cave in South Africa recently okay. that um, looks like there's, like, ritual burial there. And it's not even humans. It's, like, the remains that they found were, like, some type of Australopithecus thing that was, like, about this tall. Oh, yeah. And, like... It's the, it's the gnomes. Yeah, yeah, essentially, it's the gnomes. <laughs> and the cave systems worked. They were, like, so they're so small that, like, it's really hard for us to crawl through them, but it would have been easy as hell for them to crawl through them. Yeah. And they, like, would bury their... Uh, um, they're dead there. And that's weird, because, like, to even have the concept of death... Right. ...and know about shit that, like, goes on. And, like, have a ritual for... Yeah, exactly. Died. And know to like take care of them. Well, I think I it think started out with animals. Like, like ants do that sometimes. Like when a queen dies, don't they like carry the body or something? I don't know. That's... I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I don't like ants. I don't trust them. Yeah. It's... There's like a billion ants for every person, and I don't yeah, like. Really. I don't like thinking don't about tell that. Me that. I know. Yeah, I hate them. That's a okay. Dude, they Let's wage war. On. I don't want to. Oh, dude. I so could... how did you get? Into I could spend quantum... this entire thing just talking about ants. I, I hate how did you get into quantum? I don't want to. Yeah. How did you get into? Yeah. Uh, so 
I was interested in, uh, well, studying archaeology, you have to learn about, like, soil science, so you learn about, like, atomic structures and stuff like that. Oh, um, cool. But then I was also interested in, uh, like, how you were talking about with uh, Josh Kleckner about, like, consciousness. Yeah. Um, because people who study the brain try to, like, bring implications from, like, quantum physics into, like, how we react because we can, like, what is it? We do things faster like our reaction time is faster than our ability to think mm -hmm. so a lot of people are doing things like without even thinking essentially like yeah. move it like moving your body and stuff is like that's a non-conscious act you don't have to think about that yeah um hmm. so but then i don't know it's just the whole the whole idea of like smaller and smaller stuff became interesting to me and i started looking at it from like the sci-fi angle of like oh what if there are multiverses what if they're like yeah so yeah, yeah how recent because i know that like the, the quantum the realm was like has been a big thing in you know mass media um since i want to say the first spider-man but maybe even before that the first like animated spider-man where they have like three or four oh with well that's like spider mysticism with like madam web and stuff was uh, that I no, think the I quantum even stuff was with that. like uh, Ant Man. Ant Man, you think that was the f well? But he, the yeah. And as we know, ants are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to come back to the ants. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like within the past ten years, it's become like a flourishing uh, concept. Yeah. And what's really cool is I feel like they found cool, unique ways to like play with the concept and use it as a tool for narrative, right? As opposed to just being like, oh, here's. That's what that's why I don't like Ant Man because it's like okay here's the quantum realm and now there's bad people in it you know yeah and yeah it's like, all right we don't we don't have <laughs> it's so tiny we can't comprehend or see it that's why there are different various civilizations civilizations that yeah. are also evil but also good maybe we don't right. we don't know <laughs> we gotta explore them we gotta explore this quantum yeah. realm so when was that though when did you pick the these books up at least i mean i don't know probably like when i was like 24 25 was when i started reading you, and learning so more about what it are we talking like five years ago yeah like five years ago yeah oh. sorry i'm 30 yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah like five years ago Damn, bro, you're older, um, bro. i know crazy. i know i was young a couple months ago i was 29 <laughs> now i'm 30 i'm an old man and it's great <laughs> i but i was interested in like I guess I had done a bunch of acid, so I'm like, I need mm -hmm. to ground myself more in reality because I was just like, everything's fake. I have, like, uh, all of uh, reality is controlled by, like, my observation. Yeah. yeah. That was the last with Kleckner. It was the, yeah, the observer principle. Yeah. But, so, re this is why this book, Quantum Reality, it was, like, the thing about the observer principle, it's, like, it's not specifically referring to human consciousness. It's, like, the observer could be, like, another atom mm. in... It just it refers to literally any other like matter. Okay, I think I don't know. I'm not well, a quantum physicist. That's what um, Alan Watts talks about when you're trying to like meditate. He's talking about how literally everything is created of basically the same stuff. Like they're yeah. all it's just like a, a, all comes down to an atom, and then like vibrating, you know, space in between. Yeah. And so w it, when you're meditating, you're supposed to think about the idea of it's. I think our default mode is to come at life from our own perspective mm -hmm. and like just be of it's almost like narcissistic, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when you meditate, you're supposed to be like, okay, the fucking walls have a perspective. You know what I mean? They're looking at me. The birds outside have a perspective. Other people have a perspective, that whole thing. Yeah. So I didn't even know that was so what's the observer, what'd you call it? The observer, the observer principle. Yeah. So it's like well, so you had a note about it how like based on quantum superposition, I think it's like is that where it started? The Adam idea? can kind of go anywhere. What the? of ob the observer? Um... Yeah. So I was reading this article, and there's this like concept of quantum immortality, where it's like if there is a, a multiversal theory and multiverses are happening. Really, I read like some cracked article, like crack.com, Yeah. Where the I I just remember this thing stood out to me, where it was like if you balance uh, a pencil that's like one atom like essentially sharpened down to like one atom to out on the tip and you place that on an atom in a vacuum. Yeah. If you drop the pencil it and there's gravity, it can go anywhere. So the idea is not that it only goes in one direction. It's that it goes in every direction oh. and you exist in the, you happen to exist in the one universe where you observed it go in the one direction. Yeah. The obs. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the, the observation principle, is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, I think, this is getting already kind of in the weeds. Uh, before sure. we get in the weeds, I just want to cover kind of mm -hmm. like the history of it a little bit. Because it basically, uh, the idea of quantum, uh, quantum physics started in like the 1750s um, when they started like passing 
like flames and light through a prism to see like what colors like came out the other side. Uh, and it was really just like testing what, you know, they've had finally started doing, developing like the periodic table and all the elements and everything. Yeah. Start lighting them on fire, see what, you know, that you can identify. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> that was an uh, ominous noise. But, uh, <laughs> but you start identifying elements by like, you know, their, how they burn, like the color right. that they some burn. Right, some of them burn green. Right, but then yeah. they also found that within, you know, some spectrums that, um, see, this is not supposed to happen. Get out. Well, you know that you're not supposed to come to... Hold this for a second. Okay. Get... I closed the door. I like the cat. I was okay with the cat. So they started... Uh, what was it? So then uh, in the 1820s, they looked at the spectrums that each element provided, like, um, with the light that they were burning right. you know, through the, the spectrum. And That's how they have, like, the mass spectrometers where you can look and you see different lines of... Yeah. yeah, and it's crazy because literally some just, like, have just, like, full gaps of blackness and there's, like, little tiny, like, right. like slits of light. And, and then other ones are, like, it. fully, like, vibrant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then they had the ul ultraviolet catastrophe. You, he you ever heard about this? I have not heard about this. It's basically extrapolating from... I don't know what I wrote. But anyways, basically, it was like they were trying to, they did this um, extrapolation trying to, like, identify the elements by the spectrum. And it's like you can't do it because during the experiments, it basically, it comes back They learned back about, to, uh, like, non-visible yeah. light, essentially, like yeah, infrared yeah. and ultraviolet light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they're like, well, we can't do it this way, otherwise we're not going to get it. So then they had to, to start, like, coming up with atoms and actually measuring, like, oh, well how many neutrons or protons or shit are in this right. atom. Again, on a high level, I barely, I don't know. Yeah, really, no, no, no. I'm but, assuming that's what. But, I mean, it's the idea that, like, um, it's a, depending on the the speed of the light that you send out towards a plate, let's say, if it bounces back, it's basically, like, how, the, the based on the frequency of the atom or the particle that you shoot at the plate, if it bounces back off, it is either, if it bounces off, then it's acting like a particle, but if it goes... No, no, if it bounces off, it's acting like a wave, but it, if it can go through, then it's acting like a particle. Right. And some of them were doing it, and some of them weren't. So this kind of brought over the idea that light acts as not only a particle, but, but a, a wave. wave. yeah. And that's where the idea of quantum physics comes in, because... Well, what the fuck are waves? They're <laughs> just made of particles, so it's yeah. all fucking confusing. You think so? That, yeah, no, waves are made of particles. Really? Yes. So you know, like, radiation waves? Mm. You know how, like, on a microwave, they have the, um, the screen? Okay. Do you have a microwave? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That screen, those holes, they're smaller than the particles that would be coming out of so that protects you from the microwave radiation. Oh, wow, yeah. really? So the waves are made of the particles that are coming out of the microwave radiation, yeah. but because of that screen, none of them are coming out and hitting you in the face. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so your interest really started with the idea of the observer. Yes. And then what was, like, kind of the first... Um, this was the first one that you read? This was the first one that I, yeah, read that was in-depth. Well, so before that, I was having crises of, like, literally what is real. Like, what is reality just based on, like, our perceptions? I was doing a lot of acid. Sure. I'm like, is reality just based on, like, our perceptions? Or, you know, wh what is, like, concrete reality outside of, like, our own mind? Mm -hmm. And then I read this book, and it's like, yeah, you're not that special. Don't like, <laughs> don't fall because that's like one of the traps, right? It's like if everything only exists based on our observations, yeah. then you run into like the solipsistic trap. We're all living in like our own little universes, essentially. Which uh, we, I guess we kind of are, but not like. Well, that's what not Kleckner believes. Physics. Because he's I like mean, everything, he's like fully atheist. So he's just right. like everything that we experience is only created because of the way that our brain perceives it all. So, I mean, yes and no. If you die, the universe still exists. Damn. Yeah, if you're not around, this shit's still gonna be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you don't know that. No, no, I know that. That's... <laughs> Plenty of people have died. Universe is still here. That's... <laughs> so true. Yeah, yeah. And no, there are a lot funny. of people out there who know a lot of shit I don't. So how could they be figments of my imagination? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's fair. I wish I was that important, though. I do wish I was that important. That you were in nice. the center of the universe? Yeah, that'd be I sweet. I don't think so. I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like that'd be a lot of responsibility if sure. you were at the center of the universe. Because then it's like, damn, the world's all fucked up, and technically it's because of me, I guess, if I'm at the center of it. Yeah, but you can't control it, bro. We can't control our thoughts. You can't blame yourself for that shit. Yeah. Even if you did control the universe, you don't mm. control the universe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Free will exists. Jesus Christ himself 
had to experience being does a human. Does free will exist, though? This is another Kleckner pod. Limited free will does exist. I think it... So, obviously... <laughs> obviously, when you're in certain situations, you have... I'm sorry. You have limited choice. <laughs> um, but I think we still have, like, choice within the... I chose to confront you about not be i mean confronts a different i, I didn't i don't confront think i confronted me. yeah you, you're confronting me about quantum physics yeah exactly <laughs> i chose to read these books you know i yeah. made the choice mm-hmm. true didn't have to be part of that so you were losing touch with reality yes and you you were trying to grasp where whether we matter or not yeah and, and i don't believe in psychology so i <laughs> really no uh, you just, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this is also what I was talking about with Kleckner. I think in moments like this, um, where you have like where you're losing kind of a touch on reality, or say you're just like depressed and you're like, does life even have meaning? You know what I mean? In general, I think if you're a happy, at peace person, you don't really need to look into philosophy or like you know probably mm-hmm. really even like quantum mechanics or anything to like help you get in a straight mindset. But if you're feeling like you need some direction or you need like help with the fact that you don't mean anything (laughs) it helps to like actually know what's behind it and why you don't mean anything yeah kind of i mean meaning is like you have to figure that out yourself right yeah exactly it's relative so i but that is how i started and then i the more i read this book quantum reality i was like wow why do i give a shit about that that seems so like inconsequential compared to like all the like shit that is going on on an atomic level because it's like why so quantum principles don't so uh, they only or like talk about like atoms and like really small shit essentially it's like how stuff works at like at the invisible level right uh so why isn't our world quantum why don't we experience quantum weirdness you know what i mean if our reality is made out of this stuff that behaves by these rules why don't we see it at this level but then they've also have created uh supermassive quantum objects i mean they're not like they're supermassive in the sense that they're like this you they're like the size of a a pinhead Mm. but like you can see them with the the naked eye they're like observable with your eye so that's the you know like essentially they're larger than what we would consider like tiny objects really they would have to have like classical physics play out and work on them yeah, but they're still. Did they objects. answer that question as to why we don't experience quantum reality as it is? So the the idea that I think is that you can't observe the universe using pieces of the universe, right? Uh, you can't obs- like how are you going to observe the something so small with something? That is made of atoms, you know what I mean? Like, eventually there's going to be some interference. Um, I think it's called the measurement problem. Mm -hmm. So, how do you, yeah, how do you measure? You would have to have something extra dimensional. Right. So, uh, so you would have to have something that could play by the the laws of the quantum realm to be able to view what actually happens in the quantum realm. Yeah. I mean, I think the weirdness comes from like the science just isn't there yet for us to be able to like really observe it yeah yeah and i think it's just like the math just works like backwards i heard this thing it was like about how like in video games if you start like looking like at the physics and the details of it shit gets real weird and so it's like oh we're in a video game because once you start looking at shit at a different level uh then it acts differently maybe well i think it's we make simulations based off of our reality so that's why i think i think that's it's similar right we're working backwards it's like it's not that we're in a video game or simulations that we can simulate reality now. Okay. But if something, if some extra dimensional being was simulating our reality, mm-hmm. what's the difference between that and just reality for yeah, us? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because That's it still has the same amount of meaning for us. As, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. So, but I don't believe in God, so I don't think that's... I'm also a 100% atheist. Really? Like, 100%? Yeah. The second 100% yeah. atheist. Well, I don't know. I didn't ask everybody. I would love all. to believe in God. Yeah. I just... there, There's a piece in my brain that logically is like, God doesn't exist. Yeah, so it's all I, acid, dude. Yeah. And then I think if a God did exist, but I couldn't believe in it, it would probably be offended that it made me in a way to not oh. believe in God. It would be like you're being a hypocrite. And yeah. I think God would hate that. <laughs> more than <laughs> denial of existence. Do you think God would blame himself for making? I don't a think. Creature? 
I don't think God is that insecure that he's like, oh, <laughs> you didn't believe in me? That's not a big deal, bro. It's like, <laughs> I have a lot of other things going on. Yeah, true. Do you not? Did you not see the shit going on in the quantum realm? I'm trying I, to fucking I, manage I, that. I, you think I give a shit? Bread crumbs everywhere, dude. <laughs> and you're reading books about it, and you still chose. That's crazy. But I, but I do think the the idea of the measurement. Uh, what is it? What do you call it? The, the measurement method? problem. The measurement yeah. problem is so interesting because it's literally like, I mean, that was one of the things, the questions that I had. It's like, once you start looking at it, it acts differently. And is it because we're looking at it or is it because whatever consciousness we have is affecting how it moves and operates? You know what I mean? But what about, so are you saying before, that's one of the things, that's the observer principle, right? But right. it's, you have to think beyond conscious observers into unconscious observers which is what like the atoms are like this table right unconscious observer you can touch it right it exists yeah. if you leave the room table's still here right it's not going anywhere sure you know what i mean bunch of things happen without people like seeing them and recognizing them right so if we were able to see through an atom's perspective viewing quantum mechanics right then we might be able to understand it a little bit better but that's what i'm saying so consciousness does affect well, that's part of the, the problem, the measurement problem. Well, it's like, how do you extend consciousness? You can't. Yeah, exactly. Are there, is there a universal, con well, that's so one of the things is like the pilot wave theory, although it, so there are two like ones, there's a pilot wave theory, which is the idea that there's one wave controlling literally everything. Like, um, like a universal wave. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what string theory is. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know shit about string theory. Okay. But then there's also the multiversal theory, where okay. it's like there is no pilot wave. There is no control. Everything's happening all at once. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. All at once. Yeah. But the so that's the – it's not like that, right? It's not like if a multiverse does exist – it's more likely that there are an infinite amount of multiverses with it's just like atomic noise where it's mm -hmm. like the universe is too cold or too hot to even make anything. Okay. Yeah. It's just atomic. I'm trying to grasp this. This is, a, this is tough. So if the multiverse exists, yeah. Then they don't all exist because there's not enough space in the universe where they could exist? No, no. So well there are multiverses, it doesn't matter. There are different universes. Oh, right, 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 yeah. But it's like for our universe to exist, it's such like a rand. It's like imagine if you had a random number generator that went from one, like negative infinity to positive infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like what? Like we're number like eleven. One, one yeah, exactly. Eleven. <laughs> yeah, pick any number exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like universe twelve is probably a thousand percent different because the big bang happened differently or like the big bang never happened or yeah. it's like pre big bang you know what i mean oh, wow. or like i don't fuck it that's what i'm saying i have no idea this is incomprehensible yeah. to my tiny human mind that's why physicists are like don't even think about it just do the math just right. figure out how the math works and yeah. do that because i think there's like a quantum equation mm -hmm. and then but it, like it works because that's why radios work and shit i don't know yeah, well, that's what's interesting is, like, that there's so much theory to it, and yet yeah. it has created almost, I don't know if it's created, but it has helped bring about, like, the information technology age, right. where it's just like, oh, we have, like, satellites that are bouncing particles based off of quantum physics, and that's how you call people, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's how, that's how the toaster works or something, you know Yeah, I mean? or that's how, like, you know, footage gets on your phone. Yeah. And you don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so, yeah. yeah, you're surrounded by something that you don't understand. And I think that's one lesson we could all go to learn is yeah, that right. the, more you, you want, the more you know, the less you know, right? Yeah. Uh, but, dude, there was so much. So, originally, when they first were doing this physics, it was mostly done in, like, Germany, um, like, in 1920, Germany. Yeah. Uh, and it was these guys like Niels Bohr. Um, Einstein. Who are all, yeah. Well, I don't think, Einstein didn't understand quantum physics. Yeah, he, he was said like it was like spooky from a distance or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, <laughs> that was the He's, exact quote. His argument is that it's like, well, the like it's that the physics isn't there yet. He he's like it's an incomplete theory. Yeah. Um, and then the but other, Bohr. yeah, Niels Bohr or David Bohm. Uh, I well, think the thing like, about Bohr is like he was you. The the thing that I heard at least was that Einstein was like, I don't want to fuck with it. I don't agree with it. It's incomplete. And Bohr was like, it's not incomplete if you just accept this fact. You know what I mean? If you just accept that it works in this way and then you can view it 
through that way. You know yeah, I mean? so for the longest time, yeah, the Copenhagen interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the longest time, the Copenhagen school of thought was, like, the main school of thought because it was run by, like, Niels Bohr, and he's like, listen, we all should just shut up and do the math. What does it mean? Who cares? That's be-. He's, Their essential mentality is, like, it's not our job as scientists to figure out what it means. Yeah. Like, that's the job of philosophers. And then they're like, philosophers are idiots. What do they know? They don't even understand science. <laughs> they discredit it. Oh, yeah, I'm exactly. discrediting both sides, so that way I come out on top yes. either way. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but the, so there's the, – because he didn't have a lot of recorded talks. Like this book explains it a lot. It explains the history of what is real, explains like the history of that interpretation and essentially how like World War II – First off, it stopped because most of this science was being done in Germany. Most of it was being done by Jews. So they all had to essentially leave Germany, go to, you know, like the United States and stuff. And then once World War II happens, all of that, like via John Robert Oppenheimer, all of quantum physics only gets served to, like, make nuclear weapons and become part of, like, the uh, the defense um the defense apparatus in the United States. So people stop even giving a shit about like the interpretation of it and what does it mean? Mm. And now at this point, I think it's like even old hat to even give a shit. It's like, sister, <laughs> like, why do you care? dude? <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, it works. Yeah, it works. Okay. So that's kind of like the history of it. And now people are, but now people are diving into it because of the possibilities that it presents. Um, because I think people want a way out of this world. <laughs> they want meaning, right? Yeah. Like you said, people are searching for meaning, yeah. so they are looking for it in, like, this frame of reality. Right. But that's the issue. You don't want to get into, like, religious thinking because science exists. Well, I mean, I think I think it's important if you're looking into this stuff. Like, the reason you were doing it is because you were looking for, like, a more objective view on reality and, yeah. like, a, a better understanding of reality. And so, in a sense, it's almost like you can't tackle that question without having the idea that perhaps, you know, coming at it from sort of religious or spiritual perspective. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Because, like you said, I mean, even going into it, you understand, I think we all understand that you could just live and not think about that shit and you know what I mean? Like you're going to live and die. Like that's just going to happen. And the idea of looking for meaning creates the question that it's like, uh, Oh, well, thank God. It's like the measurement thing in itself, the measurement problem in itself. It's like, if you start looking at it, then it's like either there is a God or there isn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, what's good, thankfully is I'm a biological organism. So all I have to do is fucking die. Those are the, yeah. yeah. Those are the rules. (laughs) Yeah. Everything else is like, and I'm not fucking a (laughs) lot. Well, the issue is the issue is we invented agriculture. So now we have no meaning. If we just knew that meaning was look for food, fucking die. That'd be fine. We should just live like animals and not even think about this dumb quantum shit. (laughs) That's so sad. Listen, listen. we're just trying to make life easier. We all come from the mountain yeah okay this is all i need to know the mountain birthed us and i drink water okay that's <laughs> we come from the mountain yes fire keeps the lion away that's yeah. all we need to know and fire was given to me by the mountain yeah so true yes on one hand that's why i sacrificed my goats to the mountain you know <laughs> <laughs> you know i've been thinking about this a lot though because like it, oftentimes i compare like, some of my habits to them, like, well, cavemen were all right, you know, like, running around eating whatever they wanted and doing what they wanted for the most part. Yeah. So, but I'm like, can I really compare myself to the cavemen? Because we have progressed so much. But did we progress for the better? This is the question that you're presenting, saying that we didn't progress for the better and we should just be fucking and dying. And I'm like, I don't know, because we progressed and now the world is ending because of our progression and we're going to revert back to fucking and dying. I don't even necessarily think it's progress. I think we've just added layers and layers of complexity. Yeah. It's just more complex. Yeah. But, like, dude, like, the fucking humans in Africa 300,000 years ago, they had a continent-wide trading network. They were sending gifts back and forth. They could walk. They had some shit pretty figured out. Yeah. And so we didn't add the initial layer of complexity. There was other civilizations that did that. No, I think it was already there. Yeah. Well, so you listen to dudes like Grant. I think there's this... desire to yeah graham hancock this desire to pretend that like because our ancient human like ancestors because there's so much shit that we obviously don't know because they didn't write it down they must have had like some crazy complex society but it's like dude humans have been this intelligent we've been running this level of human hardware for like 
60,000 years. So, yeah, sure. There was probably, like, people just as intelligent, like, Stephen Hawking-level intelligent dudes who were, like, managing and running these societies, but they were, like, using, like, stone tools. It wasn't, like, they didn't have flying cars, you know what I mean? Yeah, we don't have flying cars. Well, we do. They're called planes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Helicopters. Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, we have flying buses. Yeah, Yeah. no, they count. It definitely counts. (laughs) No, but, yeah, I agree because, like, I... It, it was weird. I feel like it was an important uh, milestone for me to recognize. Like, I was thinking about, you know, like in college when I was 21, I was thinking about like all these religions and like philosophies that like pertain to me. Mm-hmm. And then you like kind of write off the idea of like Greek gods and like Roman gods and goddesses. Yeah, immediately. But, yeah, because you're like, oh, those are just like fake imaginary gods that don't obviously don't exist. Mm-hmm. But then if you look into it, they didn't, it's almost like in the same sense that the one, like, Christian god exists, where it's like, yeah, obviously it's a myth or folklore or whatever, but when you look at for what what it actually stands for, so, like, Zeus being, you know, the idea of power and justice, you know what I mean? It wasn't that he was just this big floaty man with a beard in the sky, it was that he cre- he represented these values and principles that people believed in, and not right. just, you know, and then you could sacrifice towards those principles, and I was like... Damn, people back then weren't just dumb idiots believing in flying gods and goddesses. They yeah. actually were smart people. But that was only in Greece, so that's the thing. Even if you were Greek, like you didn't you were like my gods don't travel with me. You're like my gods are in Greece. I'm in Sumeria now. I have to sacrifice to the Sumerian gods yeah. and pray to them other cuz those motherfuckers aren't going to help me at all. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they live on Mount Olympus. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Whereas like Look, the Christian God makes sense because it's so metaphysical. It's like, listen, he doesn't have a form. He's everywhere all the time. Yeah. He's part of everything. You know what I mean? So I th- I think that makes more sense than like there's a, there's a dude who throws lightning bolts and that's why there's lightning. <laughs> but only in Greece. You go to like Turkey, it's a different guy with lightning bolts. Yeah, so um, your, your view, like you said, you're 100% atheist. Is part of that because of what you've read in these books? No, it's because I went to Catholic school. Uh, <laughs> and you just wanted to rebel against what they taught you there? No, I was, like, really religious, like, until 13, 14, and then I started, like, thinking about it more, and I'm like, none of this really makes sense. But then when, but also, like, if you think about it more from the perspective of, like, light touch God, there are ways you can, like, make it make sense. I think the, like, make it make sense. yeah, the Judeo, yeah, exactly, you're working backwards, essentially. Yeah. Like, you can look for signs and stuff, but really, at the end of the day, it's all, like, random. It's just yeah. a random universe. Um but who knows? Has, know. has any of this stuff played into your your day to day worldview? I'd say this has made me more believe in God to make sense of the quantum physics because uh. I'm like, please, there's a God in charge of this shit, right? It's not like completely random, but then it's yeah. like all the math is pointing more likely to like just multiverses. Really? Yeah. So I you think, believe in multiverses? I don't think it's a question of belief. I think it's like that the evidence is that there are other universes. What evidence? The evidence from like. Um, fuck, I don't know. I just read something about this because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all in on pilot wave interpretation. There's only one universe. There's got to be a pilot wave. Yeah. And I looked it up, and it's like, recent math just said that pilot wave probably unlikely. And then I'm like, I don't understand the math, so I'm just going to believe you, yeah. person who said this thing. Right. Um, That's all we can really do at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just based on – um. Like how we understand atom, like the splitting of atoms, like super colliders and stuff, like the large hadron collider. Maybe I have no idea. Again, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going with you, but I just don't know where it goes. You know, I don't I mean? know where it goes either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I think it's just like that's the current belief. The current like literature is like it's more likely that there are multiverses than there are um, than there is to be like just one single universe. Okay. Do you believe in the concept that, like, you know, kind of like you had said, people at this point are just like, don't look into it, just do the math and, like, move on? Or do you believe it's important to look into it so that way we can further our understanding and push, you know, push the limits with it? So this What is Real book, that's specifically what this asks about. Um, Like, yeah, it says the unfinished quest for the meaning of quantum physics. Like, should we even think about the interpretations of it? I think philosophy of science is important. Otherwise, why are you doing science at all, if not to figure out, like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the main issues was that there was this huge move that, like, science has to be, there has to be, like, profit motive or there has to be like some type of application otherwise like why are you doing the science as opposed to like trying to figure out like what is actually going on with the universe like 
I don't think Einstein figured out relativity to be like, we can't move faster than light. I think he figured it out to be like, well, what is, what causes mass? What causes, um, what causes like differences in mass or like what causes like relativistic speeds, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's he important did it just to answer more questions. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But right, I think right, right. philosophy of science is, there's value to it yeah there's i think you should do both that's why engineering that's applied science right Mm -hmm. yeah like jamie right he is specifically working on conductive materials like material technology yeah 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 Yeah. he specifically works like within this level of stuff because this stuff fucks with the stuff he's trying to make oh damn so true yeah does he have to work around the the physics of the quantum realm i'm pretty sure he does because that's what he's specifically working on preventing like electrons from hopping in between like really tiny materials because the smaller and smaller you make the materials the more likely there is for like atomic interference right um so he's trying to yeah specifically solve that problem like with quantum computing do you know anything about quantum computing no so i i think it's like more of a marketing term i think it's like multivariate computing is a better way to put it because the way we the way computers work now it's like boolean logic it's like it can answer yes no and or questions Mm -hmm. um but it can only answer one question at a time whereas like quantum computing can answer multiple questions at a time and it can come it can deliver like multiple inputs like if this happens that will occur right versus like a regular computer it's just like it's binary right it's either yes or no quantum computing can be yes and no right um but the issue is like the net the uh silicon is so small that there's a lot of like there's a lot of that electron hopping Mm -hmm. so right now they're using things like masking tape essentially to hold together like these million dollar computers at ibm yeah to like so that they work at all and i think jamie is specifically made but he's not working in prevention of electron hopping i think he's trying to find ways to make it work to generate energy okay from what he's told me i have no idea yeah, yeah um yeah. i've tried to understand some but, of the but in yeah. that sense it's, it is important for especially i mean that's a specific example of how yeah. quantum physics affects what we're actually trying to do day to day, you know, creating energy, but also creating like he he does like filtration systems and stuff yeah. like that, where it's like you have to make sure that you create a filter that on the atomic level, make sure that other elements can't get through and turn into other bad elements for you or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. Because once you start adding electrons to things, they change. Mm-hmm. They become different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there is like different a lot elements. of uh, application in it. But I think it does kind of come back to just the idea of philosophy in general, where you know, like it's fun to think about. Yeah. It's fun to give meaning to, and obviously, there is some math that you can. I wonder if, like, general philosophy, in the same sense, like you can apply that to like moralistic uh, laws that we create. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of uh, a parallel to you know atomic philosophy and scientific philosophy that you're creating like actual applied science to. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I've been kind of a. Uh ambivalent to the concept of like laws lately if you can even can you make, well <laughs> I mean, it's all made objective. up yeah yeah well there are there like moral laws i don't know that's not what we're talking about <laughs> it could be <laughs> it could be yeah yeah i mean it, well and that's what i'm saying i think there are some things that are objectively like if you kill somebody then you know there should maybe be a punishment maybe but uh I, what? Okay, well then when are we going to arrest uh Barack Obama for killing those American citizens? No, he just uh, pushed the button. It wasn't him. He didn't actually He didn't him. even push the button. He told some Yeah, he just He told some order. like minimum wage dude at the Air Force like, "Hey, send this drone over there." <laughs> but dude, I don't think like we let the police kill people. We as a society yeah. have like co-opted violence we try out. Not to. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Anything's <laughs> they do their best bro like this guy in north philly that just got shot yeah that was like so i was reading the like shit from the cops and i'd love to see the the body cam footage but it sounds like it was completely by accident where the one cop they were like walking up on the guy in his car and the one cop he had like two knives in his car the one cop told the other cop like oh he's got a weapon in the car and the guy moved to like get his wallet or something and then the second cop literally was just like oh shit and like popped him like seven times Jesus yeah Christ. but that look that's not that's not because that cop is a murderer right mm. that's because we 
Yeah. Need police and we need too many of them. So we get like people who have a high school GED to do it, yeah. don't really have the best communication skills or emotional intelligence. Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, here's a gun. <laughs> Figure it out, yeah. bro. <laughs> Use and your then, common sense, which you yeah. have none of. And then you're relying on this other dude who also is not that great at communicating yeah. and is just like, yeah, there's a vague weapon in the car. And then you find <laughs> out there's this dangerous person. And, well, you assume they're dangerous, right? Because you don't want to die. You love right. your own life more than their some life. random... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you just you just start popping off. You're like, fuck, ah. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess that makes sense. But, yeah. I, I, would... I mean, fuck that guy, though. Fuck that guy. Oh, fuck that guy, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be smarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like the idea of philosophy in general is good for helping you establish your own moral boundaries, basically. Right. And so in the same sense, philosophy within science, like you said, does it really mean anything? It, it, it can if you're trying to help you make decisions towards, like, actual applied sciences. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Philosophy is just one of those things that I've gone back and forth on a lot recently because I spend so much time thinking about it. And in the end, it doesn't affect your day-to-day. -day. You, you still got to shit and fuck and go to the grocery store and... And throw up sometimes. You yeah, know what I mean? That's very stoic philosophy. Some, <laughs> shit, some shit's just out of your control, bro. You can't, just, only thing you can control is your reaction. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the first things that you said, too, is like how our reaction time is quicker than our brain thought process. Right. And it's just like, that's the point of what. And I, I think know. we figured that out because of quantum principles, right? We started really? like, yeah, we were measuring electricity in the brain, and oh. like impulses in the brain. Huh, I guess that makes sense because like but like the goal of kind of maybe even stoicism or like meditation in general is to as opposed to acting on your anger initially is recognizing that you're feeling anger and before mm -hmm. you you impulsively act on it, control it and then, you know, like put that out in a healthy way. You know yeah. what I mean? Exercise that in a healthy way as opposed to punching somebody in the face or killing them. Right, being like a conscious being. Yeah. 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 And I think that is like we were talking about free will. I think stoicism is a perfect example of how we do have free will yeah. um, and we are able to control our actions via like practicing and going out of your way to practice that, you know, stoic thinking, reminding yourself, hey, I do have some control over the situation, primarily yeah. how I react and the things I do. So but again, I mean, it's limited, right? It's limited by where are you born? Can you read? If you can't <laughs> read, how are you going to learn about stoic philosophy? Yeah. To even, yeah. Damn, very true. What? Dude, the language you speak can, can like, control how you think, right? Like, because, yeah. I mean, I think about, like, Albanian. Albanian's a pretty, like, it's an old-ass language, and it's, like, hyperbolic. Yeah. So, like, you can make things sound, like, to the umpteenth level bad, mm -hmm. depending on how you phrase your words. Um, whereas, like, I feel like in English you can downplay stuff a little bit better. Yeah. And I think that then will influence literally, like, how your mind grows. Are you mm. going to be more emotional? Or are you going to be more logical based on, like, the language you use? Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you ever seen Arrival before? I, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah how yeah. in the Chinese use, like, war games. Yeah. To, or, like, yeah, they use Within go. their language. Well, one of the quotes that popped up while I was reading about quantum physics was, like, we are limited by our language. And yeah. so, like our language can't even comprehend the idea of like some of these quantum uh, physics that, that happen. And so it's like the way that we approach these is coming from uh, a subjective point of view, no matter where you're coming from, because yeah. especially if you grew up in America, you're coming at it from a, an English individualistic point of view where you, you know, you already have some sort of understanding of that objective reality that's going on down there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, I think that that it plays into the idea of quantum reality just as much because there's so many things that I don't know. That's like literally like our thought pipeline is just automatically from birth since the day we learned to talk is channeled through one this one little English channel that yeah. we figure out. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. It's it's that's just why, it's uh, so limiting. Like I said, the more I, we know, the less we know. It's that's why Musk wants to do the neural link, right? Let's. Uh, the brain computer. That's what um, Zuckerberg wanted to do too. Like in 2016, he had come out with this crazy shit where he's like, Facebook is going to be the new emotional communication interface and not like, we're not going to use words. We're going to communicate using our emotions. Like that was like one of the stated goals when they switched over from like Facebook to meta and he started yeah. like doing all of these larger things. And then 
uh, they like ruin politics. So now he's like, it's just for old people. It's just, you can just be old and post your photos on there. <laughs> I'm gonna do jujitsu. This philosophy shit is lame. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he decided it, dude. Yeah. That's what, dude. The philosophy shit is lame, bro. It's too much. Who cares? It. it well, yeah. It's it's both good and bad. No, Double-edged sword, yeah. yeah. Yeah, If you get it into your bones, that's what Kleckner was saying. If you mm-hmm. get the philosophy in your bones and then you can go day to day without really thinking about it but still, like, live by the philosophy, that's when it really come, becomes valuable. Yeah. But the idea of it seems so arbitrary that it's, like, hard to really put the time and effort to get it into your bones. You yeah. Know? Well, I think it's, like, this whole thing is about philosophy, quantum physics. It's, like, what's objective truth? Mm-hmm. What is reality outside of like our own ability to observe it yeah and it's like yeah it doesn't matter does it really matter that much like you should just accept that everything that you're perceiving is subjective right you know what i mean it's always going to be colored by your worldview like i'm sure what i said about those cops i'm sure somebody else would be like i was being too easy on the police and not Mm. you know more accepting of the the person who was killed you know what i mean and that's a totally fair and honest take to make. I'm I'm a cold piece of shit about it. <laughs> I was I was trying to be objective and in, in yeah. my which is probably something I can do because I'm white and I have like white privilege right, I never right, had right. to worry about. You know, you can run through it over and over and over and go down the end of the line with it. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. We're all just no, we're no. essentially like uh <laughs> just a big uh slime on the earth. No, no, no. Well, also, yes, that's true. But, I mean, it comes back to the idea that I think it does also help promote empathy uh, with other people and understanding and perspective and create unity within the world. Unity being that we know nothing and nobody else knows anything just as much as we don't. And so that's Well, we know some things. (laughs) But barely. Yeah, barely. Yeah. (laughs) That is true. Dude, well, that's what I think about all the time. I'm like, in 200 years, is it going to be this or are they going to be like, this was dumb? We shouldn't have even. (laughs) We shouldn't have. Why do we waste our time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, I I think what I was talking to my friend Dylan about this. He's an engineer and he's like, I, I seriously think we probably did space travel backwards where the aliens are like oh no they're using combustion to get to space this is so fucked up that's not what it's for <laughs> they're like what how are they figuring this shit out and they're like they probably are like i don't know like electrical beings or some shit you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so we just went yeah. down the wrong path <laughs> yeah yeah they're like fuck the weird uh biology beings are now like using fire to get off their rock we gotta like <laughs> we can't let them get near us we yeah gotta figure for this shit sure out. Yeah. yeah yeah don't let the the fire touch us for yeah, sure yeah yeah uh i think that's a lesson we can all learn is that everything matters and nothing matters at the same time yeah <laughs> and that truth is objective and yeah. also subjective sure <laughs> Sure, why not? Fire's hot. Okay. Any but, any other overview? Uh, not to a being that's made of fire. Made of fire. <laughs> Maybe so. our fire's cold. They're like, that shit's too cold. That's yeah. chilly. Damn, it's not yeah. hot enough for them. Yeah. That's why they don't even want to fuck with it. What if the sun could think? Do you ever Whoa. Yeah, bro. You ever think about the sun? You ever train think about of the sun? <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, actually, you, I have because of the Teletubbies when it had the face in it. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, Damn, the sun is a baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's true. Talk about groundbreaking. Yeah. New Teletubbies son. New Teletubbies son baby is black. Yeah, I saw that. That's how you know. <laughs> We've made progress. We've made progress. We've left behind the Australopithecus in Africa, <laughs> and now we are... I don't know. And then what's actually funny about that is the black sun is a white supremacist symbol. So. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Haven't you heard about that symbol, the symbol of the black sun? No. It's like, uh, what is it? It's like a weird, like, Nordic scribbly thing. I don't know, dude. White supremacists are always on some weird shit. They're always like, it's like, do you know any hoteps? No, you're saying words, but I don't think they're real words. Hoteps are like, uh, they're like dudes who... It's just like black supremacy, essentially. It's like white supremacy, but uh, it's like with black people. I believe in yeah. black supremacy. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> they were the first ones, you know? <laughs> they were the originals. Yes, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's if you under, if you understood Hotep shit, you, you're going to appreciate Nas on like another level. Nas is great. Uh, <laughs> but like the white supremacists, they try to get all like this Nordic shit. Like this. Anyway, I have no idea how we got on this topic. Yeah, I don't think we need to, to dive. We don't into need to dive anymore. deep into this. Um, um, so how do we wrap this up? Uh, what? 
quantum reality. Uh, give it a blanket statement here. Quantum reality, this is great. Lot, it explains quantum physics like baseball. And it's um, helped you cope it's, with it's helped me, meaning. Yeah, it's helped me cope with meaning and that I'm not as important as I thought. And that's actually, that feels great. Really? It's great to know that, yeah, I don't want to, who wants to be fucking important? I find it humbling. My, the thing, the number one thing I want to do when I die is not be remembered. I hope nobody, I hope I leave the least impression on this fucking planet as possible. Yeah. I want to disappear into dust. And I think that's a good goal. Because yes. the, the quicker we move on, the quicker they move on. You yes, know? exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, this, what is real? I mean, this is really cool if you want like a historical perspective of how quantum physics started um how uh like the early conversations formed and i think it does a really good job of i'd say read both of these books this book is a great foundation and then you can read this book the quantum reality book is a great foundation and then what is real is great for explaining what the fuck you just read mm. in this book giving it context yeah giving it context and also explaining all of the characters in the like the people who form the arguments okay. in the first book nice like um niels bohr david bohm people like that mm -hmm. uh heisenberg if you know that guy yeah um from breaking bed yes right yes exactly <laughs> so yeah that's that's what i would say read these books learn about quantum physics learn about to yourself help you have a better also other great books meditations by marcus aurelius oh, if you're yeah. in stoic philosophy um the Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. That's just about mastery of things in life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, great. Great book. Great book. Uh, Zen and the friendship. Art of the Motorcycle. Yes. Maintenance. Um, uh, what, Percy what? Jackson. Percy Jackson's a pretty good book. Solid. We talked about Percy Jackson's before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I love Percy Jackson. Yeah, reading Huckleberry like... Finn right now. It's a good one. I'm a big fan. A lot of N-words. Well... Yeah, but they're yeah. used in an endearing way, so I think it's okay. They right? didn't know better. He didn't. He's just a little huckle Finn. You know? That's why I'm worried that like that's our level of understanding of quantum physics. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Huck Finn's understanding of race Damn, relations. We're just saying like, yeah, the aliens are looking at us. Like, no, we're not gonna fuck with them. They're using. Yeah. They're saying quantum like it's just every an everyday thing. You can't just say that, you know. Sir, the they're key, using they're the Q word. <laughs> <laughs> they've called it. They've labeled it the Q word physics they can't yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous they think it's different when it's small versus when it's big they don't even know what's going on <laughs> it's ridiculous maybe it's just your fucking telescope sucks bro you ever yeah. think your telescope sucks ass you ever think your telescope isn't isn't up to standard is there, yeah. yeah you think your basic math using numbers is going to be able to understand physics bro it's not it's not it's not numbers. let it go yeah. stop using the q word all right yes stop, stop using, the, using the q word that's what we can take from this podcast right okay and so, don't be a cop i guess yeah and don't be so, guys, uh, Albin, Albin, butcher, Gemma, Albin, Albin Gemma. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram. Yeah, Big Al's big jokes. He he does things. What? Do you have any things coming up? Uh, I have a show Tuesday at Raven. Definitely uh, not going to come out August twenty second. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this isn't going to be coming out by then. For sure. Uh, every Wednesday at the seven hundred second okay. Fairmount. Uh, open mic comedy, stand up comedy. Every group. Thursday, JJ Mallins. Uh, comedy showcase, uh, free comedy showcase, and uh, open my comedy afterwards. I know some of you, some of you have been there. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Excited to see you there again. We love you guys. Lots of love. <laughs> Lots of love. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to give you like, a little mic bump and uh, intro. Sure, yeah. Thanks for coming out, boss. Absolutely. <laughs>